Hey guys, this is a explicit podcast, so if you are under the age of 18, we would rather you not listen to this. We talk about suggestive topics and use profanity throughout our episodes. Also, if you're easily offended or just plain can't take a joke, please move on to a different podcast. We're not the one for you. Thanks, and if you're still here, enjoy the show. listening to Drunken Rebels Podcast, Episode 3. Tonight we're going to chat about the Dune movie, a little bit about bad books, Mario 3D All-Stars, the Switch Pro, Gears Tactics, Diablo 4, microtransactions, and a bit about Shipyard Hook and Head Beer. This is Drunken Rebels Podcast. Um, tonight we've got uh, myself, uh, Tunes, Pluto and Terrell, as usual. How how have you guys been doing? So far, so good. I'm closer to death than I was last week, but I think that's usually the case. How are that, you? That goes without saying. I would, yes. I, I would, I would imagine. Yes. Well, I mean, unless I've done something for my health. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure you could reverse that count a little bit. <laughs> Put your heart into it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. It's Friday. I really didn't work much today, my lazy ass. Uh, I have a lot of shot and food, like happy shot and food, like finding out uh, about Disney Milan and all the bad things happening. <laughs> oh, the shot is yeah, shot and fruit or shot and Freude? I say shot and Freude. Schadenfreude is the, the, the actual one. I, I'm stupid. I need to I'm, not, I'm not really familiar with that term. Schadenfreude is that feeling you get when you watch something terrible happen to people you despise. It's that little giggly, oh. happy feeling you get when you see, like, it's like when somebody cuts you off on the highway and flips you off and throws a cup of coffee out their window, and then, like, two miles down the road, you see them fucking pulled over by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's Schadenfreude right there, buddy. All right, yeah, that's quality Schadenfreude. Uh, <laughs> with Mulan, the reason why I have it is um, they there was a lot of unethical stuff they did making that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made it in the province which uh, all the Uyghurs are being uh, put into concentration camps, and Nazi-like experiments Ooh. are happening. And <laughs> sorry, the, yeah, the lead actor <laughs> actress. She voiced uh, lots of support for the Hong Kong police. Yeah, we mentioned that in, I think, a previous one. But yeah, like, that's why I was not going to watch it aside from other things. And, yeah. and then it turned out she's not even a Chinese citizen. She's an American citizen. <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably not going to watch it in, just in general because that's just not my... Bad movie. It's a uh, legit bad movie. People, but, everyone, everyone is very, like, mad about it. Even the ones who went in trying to be all excited. Yeah. Which which couldn't make me happier. You and I are both just in Schadenfreude happy center. Well, I mean, granted, we don't we don't we haven't seen it, have we? I'm no, perfectly comfortable. I'm perfectly comfortable 
reviewing this movie without watching this movie. Okay, all right. Because the, usually I'll you say... Never, I mean, you never know. Like, Well, usually I'll say no to that, but like, if you watch any of the trailers and you're at all familiar with like high-budget uh, mm-hmm. Hong Kong or Kung Fu flick kind of stuff, it is a just an endless parade of rip-offs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything from Crouching Tiger, Hidden mm-hmm. Dragon, to Iron Kingdom, to all... I mean, just everywhere. Like that, okay. that trailer alone was just like, wow, I've seen all these scenes before. Holy crap. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> so there, I was, uh, there's a Twitter, uh, a couple of Twitter groups I followed, and one of them was like a Chinese um, historian and media critic. And they were like saying that they completely shit on the actual Mulan story. Like, absolutely, like, just they get all the details wrong every detail they get wrong and and so they're like saying like yeah the chinese people were like what the fuck is this like the last one you had a dragon and this one like she's from the south <laughs> like instead well, of the north <laughs> so granted though disney has a huge history of of not being accurate to history anyway yeah you yeah well, I mean? I- so i mean it's just like a Pinocchio and and all that stuff. Like it's there's so many things that are different about that. Yeah, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna if we're gonna talk about Disney getting stuff wrong, uh, I think that conversation is pretty moot. I mean, even something as like classic as Beauty and the Beast, like that is not how that story went. That is not how that region looked. That is not who those characters were. Nothing about that movie represents the actual story. But it's a it's an animated. It's it's like a cute fun sing-songy animated thing for kids, I, I think it's fine being wrong. Just like, we talked about this before. Like, Mulan had a dragon in it. There was no dragon in Mulan. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like, it's, it's, the, care. it's the, cute, the cute, fluffy, stupid anime sidekick. Like, they had to throw that in there so the kids would giggle a little bit. And I'm telling you, like, we said, we, said, we had this conversation again before. Like, I don't care if the Chinese people didn't like it, because... Like that movie wasn't made for Chinese people. It was made for little white kids tugging on their rich middle class right. like mommy's purse strings. Re- refer like, to refer to uh, episode one for yeah. all that information. <laughs> yeah, we've had this conversation before. That does, like the inaccuracy doesn't matter. Like make right. like make it yourself. If you want something to be like culturally specifically correct, then you're then you then make a version that's correct and show it to us. That was episode one, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah. it's not cultural appropriation. It's not none of that. It's just. A, a dumb company making a dumb movie to, to so dumb parents will buy their dumb kids dumb shit. So, like, putting the, this amount of importance on it is silly. But when you make a live-action one and you're trying to, to talk about how, you know, dope and historical it is, then, then you're on the coals. You know? Then you've, you've stoked those coals. You're, you're, you're making that statement. Speaking of yeah. Disney movies, I, um, I'm, I'm kind of on a mission to uh to get so i already have uh star wars the specialized edition oh wow okay um i have that so it's the original star wars that you know that was released in the in the theaters in the 70s uh nothing's different everything's been you know brought back to normal and quality's been you know beefed up a little bit but not enough to where it doesn't look like the old movie um but now there's they're com- they're working there are fans working on a 4K version that uh, is looking pretty damn good. So I want to get my hands on that. 
being I, a um, Star Wars fan. You know, you know me. I'm very like anti-pirate. Um, but in this in this situation with a movie that's been around for so long, um, that that was you know at the hands of a director who was such a hypocrite about <laughs> like his ideologies and where he stands on things. <clears throat> okay, uh, I don't care anymore. This this belongs to the fans at this point. Like it's it's been butchered and altered and changed. And it, <laughs> right, like because the original yeah. Star Wars movies, yeah. like the way they were before they were altered. I really like, love, those are the those are my favorite. He was gung ho about protect, protecting original film format and history. Like that was I, one of his his like his sticking points as a human being think, and director. I got a feeling that sooner or later, um, um, Lucasfilm or Disney or whoever is going to have it at the time, they're going to break down and they're going to come out with an official original version. They have to eventually, and I'm yeah, because be they see the money that can be made, yeah. So I would love to get that, but um, no, I mean I don't, I don't even care at this point. It's but there's it's no, been, there is no. If, if there was an official version, I would be out in the store buying. I would rather buy that than than you know pirate it. But you know, it, it, this this isn't really pirating. This is people that have auctioned and they auctioned for original film prints of every shot of the film, right? And they're and they're they're editing it together and and putting it out there. They they own it like they spent the money on the actual prints and uh and they're putting it out there in 4k um and i guess disney can't do anything about it because it's it belongs to them so um yeah i'm i'm dying to get my hands on that and i guess anybody out there that has any information on how to get i think they're still working on empire strikes back they have um uh, the original Star Wars, and uh, I think they're working on they they're almost done with Return of the Jedi. I heard. I don't know. Maybe they got it all different, but um, I think they're still they they haven't done Empire Strikes Back yet. I want to ask you something, like, and this is to a statement that at this point the Star Wars belongs to the fans. Mm-hmm. At what point do you think people are going to move on? Do you think they're never going to like? Is Star Wars a perpetual cultural item? I think it might I think, be. I think there's they can always come back to Star Wars. Um uh as in like just you know, Disney reproducing more and more Star Wars, yeah, it's gonna happen. And th- there's already plans happening for that. There's gonna be more Disney Star Wars and it's not gonna be Skywalker anymore. Um, from what I hear. And then I keep hearing that the last three movies were they're gonna be thrown out. Yeah, they're going to be turned into non-canon. That's yeah, the how movies. not even non-canon, not not even non-canon. It's going to be um, like they've they've uh, somehow uh, it's like a different you, you know universe, kind of like Marvel or whatever, like a different you know alternate universe. Which is which is just delicious. It's just mwah, it's the best. Like they 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 spent so much time and effort being like it's absolutely imperative that our vision be said this is how it is. Fans who don't like it are just crying whiny man babies and uh like they char- they characterize anyone with with problems. With, I'm just uh, upset that the they they waited so long they could have done um, the throne trilogy. Because that would have been a damn oh, good set of movies. God, that would have been great. That would have been amazing. 
Oh my God, Mara Jade, um, and all that stuff. It would have been, it would have been great. That's that's the second best Star Wars trilogy that ever existed, in my opinion. And they never made movies out of it. I guess they could do cartoons now, but um, that's all you could hope for. Well, like the Star Wars books. Uh, until you know, quite recently, were uniformly horrible, and then the Th- Timothy Zahn books came out, and you're that's, like, "Oh, right, that's the Throne trilogy, yeah." Yeah, like is the fact that that wasn't the immediate go-to was like should have been a big red flag for all of us. Oh man, I would love to talk for a moment if we can about bad literature for men. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bad or banned? I didn't hear what you said. I mean, it should be banned. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. No, there's 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 two versions of it too. There's bad that I really enjoy because it's so stupid and it's just it's just juicy and delectably stupid. But then there's bad that I just I stopped like 20 minutes before the audiobook was over while I was working because I was like, I can't, can't bring <laughs> just myself. Can. I can't bring myself to put a check mark at the end of this. Like, <laughs> it's just so so not okay. Is this that um that book that you that you were playing for me in your car that one time? Oh no, that is um uh Tamer by Michael Scott Earl. That is that is bad juicy delicious hilarious stupid. Um like it's so the premise for Tamer is there's a uh, an animal control specialist who's got kind of a shitty life. He's a handsome young man but he uh he just can't can't seem to catch a break and um he gets called to to collect a snake that's wandered into the backyard of someone some someone rich in the california hills and he's like all right so drives his drives his old animal control pickup truck out there and arrives at the sexiest all girl everyone is a goddess pool party possible Where everyone is just, just, just <laughs> ablaze with admiration and gushiness over his thrilling capture of this rattlesnake, um, and right before he gets turbo ultra laid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put that. That was funny. <laughs> right before he, uh, he has. Abducted from out of his car by aliens, and, uh, and and a robot eye is jammed into his face, and he is dumped on a jungle world. Damn, covered in dinosaurs. <laughs> That's your setup right there, and it proceeds right. to become a harem harem novel. I don't know if you're aware of that. so you would you would rate that as a bad book for a good reason. Bad book for a good reason, yeah. Right, okay. Right. Uh, Michael Scott Earls is a figure of some contention when, when you're talking about authors and the Amazon marketplace, but um, I enjoy him. I enjoy his stuff. Uh, he's It's funny, too, because I ended up on his fan page when I was trying to figure out where the, the next book was, and... <laughs> It's all, it's everyone is just like, here's my gun. Check out my gun. I made a gun that looks like a dinosaur. You should make a dinosaur that shoots. Like, like it's all people that are fans of the book that are talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and 
and to his credit, he's extremely active in his fan group. Like he's he's all over the place. That may that may be an ego thing. Who knows? But um, so it, it, those books are written by uh, a person who I think understands what relationships are and how they work a bit. And you know, he's he's an okay writer. He's not he's not like it's no no it's no Moby Dick. But what's this bad book for? A bad reason. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I found I found Tamer when I was going through the Amazon recommendation rabbit hole in Audible right after right after having finished um like rebuying and going through uh, Bad Omens. So how how or Good Omens Bad Omens yeah Bad Omens how that how that book led me to Tamer I will never know, but as soon as I clicked on Tamer, Amazon was like pervert alert. <laughs> and they just like sent me all of them. Like they made sure every book I'm recommended now is like like super turbo mega pervert alert. And it's um it's funny because the one I found just picked it up. Is re- <laughs> like every step through this book, I'm like, no, dude, no, don't do that. Oh no, okay, you did that. Well, okay, no, don't do that though. Like so, it's called Making Monster Girls. For science. Okay. Um, so, okay, go ahead. Okay, so the setup is, it's in a dystopian, slightly fantasiacal future or past, who knows, um, where it's a, a crippling matriarchy where men are trampled underfoot and treated like objects and, and, and kept as, as slaves and, and work things and play things and and they are not given rights, and it's it's uh, it's it's all about this this the evil of women and how so <laughs> dominated men. Dude, no, <laughs> no, it's not even written from like if it was written from a perspective of like a guy being like, oh yeah, hot, whack, whack, whack. I'd be like, okay, whatever, it's your fantasy. We're 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 good, but it's written from a like we must band together and fight to beat the oppressive matriarchy <laughs> perspective. It's okay. The number of guys <laughs> who honestly believe this is staggeringly high, and I, I oh man, I had, me the hell out. I had I had moments with this this book because I, I you know I'm doing a lot of freelance right now, and I'm trying to get through it by listening to audiobooks as I go. Mm-hmm. And the author uh, Eric Fall did a series that was another so bad it's good for me called succubus lord yeah okay. it's as bad as it sounds it, it, it's like so his setup is pretty standard it's like a dude who's super duper hot but for some reason no one notices until these like lovely girls who have checked a few of his you know horny boxes like notice him and see him for the the useful chap he is and then they spend a good chapter and a half talking about how giant his dick is and then they go on to <laughs> save the world through some weird mystical means but it's so Succubus Lord was basically like Pokemon, but with demon girls. He just collected his little harem as he went, and he, okay. he's always paired. His main character is always paired against like a male foil, or not foil, like a male character, like a buddy. But he always makes the buddy so so thoroughly sexually unchallenging that like the main character is always like valiantly flopping his dick over every situation with no challenge <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Like, 
so in Succubus Lord, his his buddy is like turned into a weird, goofy stoner imp who just like walks around making McDonald's jokes and shit. That's um, awesome. Okay. So yeah, for and this was the first series I read from this author, so I was like, okay, fine, it's annoying, but it's kind of cute, and I like it. And then he took it so far to the extreme with this Monster Girls book, where he made the character, the buddy character, literally a brain in a jar, like with no appendages, no no physical presence whatsoever. It's like the only male worth a damn is the main character who I am supposed to be. Like imagining myself as this is my avatar for this experience. It's yeah. it's a really it was not. <laughs> it was a put downer, dude. I felt embarrassed alone in my room listening to this. I was like, <laughs> I really, really hope nobody walks in from out of the blue. It's like turning red. Yeah, I'm like, this is just. So yeah, if you want to read something that's like a fun ride, uh, you know, has some issues but it's a really fun ride go go tamer or even even succubus lord because while it is just 210% male power fantasy just like personified through questionable writing it's still fun i remember uh, listening to a little bit of what was it um what was that other one that you had uh was it morning wood Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Morningwood is great, though. Morningwood, Morningwood, I found before it threw me down this rabbit hole. Morningwood isn't like a like a porno. It's it's literally about it's the the name. The name is an intentional fucking misdirect because it's about a mimic, you know, a yeah, treasure yeah. chest with with sentience and a mouth, who like becomes self aware and realizes that he can level up. This is great for D and D fans. Oh man, it's a, it's, it's clearly a D and D campaign that was just written down, but yeah. uh, so basically this uh, this mimic starts eating everything around it because that's basically its primary drive because it's still a monster and it starts leveling up and it gains like the the necromancer class or the warlock class or some shit out of the blue. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, and so he eventually becomes this like horrifying apocalyptic wagon. That just rolls around nuking towns off the map and just destroying everything. I'm like cackling like a fucking madman as he goes, like with his weird summoned like demon creatures in tow. But yeah, <laughs> of, of course, as all good things do, it became porn after a while. <clears throat> so I had to stop. But that had a lot of potential. Morning Wood was a lot of fun. It's it, it was funny when you when you played in the car. Oh man, it's so I want to find, like the the timestamp of the most uncomfortable point in all of these books, so that I can go straight to it. I'll I'll just bookmark a really bad scene and go straight to it the second someone's in my car, and just like play it's, like the awkward sex scenes. It's hilarious because I'll be we'll, we'll like go not very often, but every once in a while we'll go out to lunch, and if Bluto drives, uh, we will he'll he'll usually. Turn on whatever book he's reading at the time, and and it's usually uh it's usually pretty hilarious. Yep, I've been I've I gave up on good books. I used to be very into um, Neil Gaiman. I used to love the classics. Uh, I went through um, a lot of old Greek mythological stuff, uh, Chinese mythological stuff. I had this like weird like I want to be an intellectual reader thing going on for years, but then I I don't know five years ago, four years ago. Like I was, I just clicked on, like I forget even what it was. Shit. Well, I clicked on a book that was just trash, because I was like, you know, I'm gonna try some trash. I'm gonna try this out. (laughs) 
And it was so nice <laughs> to to not to not engage in my in my literature at all. Right, just could like, you imagine if you had to read that book, like actually read it? Oh god. <laughs> if these weren't audiobooks, there's no way. Like there's no way I could get to this stuff it wasn't and, and it's really, really funny. It's the voices and the sound effects oh, and all that oh, that makes oh, it. Well, no, there's um so these books are made so fast. One one thing about these writers that I'll I'll give it to them is they may miss a few basic cues when it comes to you know classical writing rules. They're not the best, but like they pump books out at a ridiculous speed. Like it's crazy. Yeah. That, that's a yeah. uh, new business model. Like it's a huge new business model where they pump out books and the readership is consuming and inhaling them as fast as they can. And that's mm-hmm. part of the yeah. fun. Yeah, it's it's got to be because, like, lovingly, I'm not trying to be an asshole about them because I do actually kind of, you know, it's fun. It's it's turn your brain off bullshit. Um, like, all these authors are, I have, I did not even know you could write this fast. I didn't even know it was an option. <laughs> like, they're, they're, putting, they're putting it out so fast. I don't know how to do it. Dude. Minimal editing. Like, they, they barely do word check. Yeah, probably not. Uh, the thing that makes it so well, funny. They don't need to because they is, just got to read it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh God. One of the things that that made me stop this last book is apart from just all the 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 just the social wrongs being <laughs> being recommitted by this fucking author, like was that, like straight to audio, right? <laughs> it seems that way. But yeah. so anyway, so one of the things that that they'll do is they'll kind of get mentally stuck on a descriptor, like they'll they'll be writing the first chapter and they'll write something that they think sounds super fucking divine. For this book, it was oceanic as a descriptor for blue eyes. Her oceanic eyes slid over his form as he woke up in the morning. But then he'll say he'll every fucking time if she looks at anything, if she blinks, if she, if she, if she, every time, every chapter, like oceanic three, four, five eyes. times, her oceanic eyes flutter open in the middle. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> You've used you. oceanic too many times. Even books that I really enjoyed, um, I was getting into the uh, Isekai, Iseki, I, forget, I don't know how you say it, it's the um, Trapped in an RPG. Isekai? Yeah. Isekai. Yeah, Isekai. Yeah. I have a couple yeah. of friends heavy into it. Isekai so is a lot of fun. It can be. It can be terrible. But, um, it's essentially what, uh, oh, what's his face was trying to do? <sighs> is it popular with a movie? Sword Art Online was the first like no because that happens before that but there, there's still plenty of other stuff out there. There's a famous book, Ernest Klein. What the heck was it called? I mean, that hack was Isekai, but I think it was just very on its own and it wasn't uh, culturally well. I'm just uh, impactful. I'm just Sword Art I wouldn't on- call Online was grandfather. So it was the biggest one. And certainly, that hack's on had a following. Anyways. Um, I just want to get this thought out before I, lo- I lose it. Ready Player losing. One? That's the one. Yeah, Ready Player One is a good example of really popular mainstream version of this. Um, I have the same like issues with Ready Player One as I have with a lot of these like amateur authors that I'm really enjoying. Is like he's you know, he doesn't really write that great. It's not the best written book I've ever heard. Um but 
you know, it's a fun idea, fun, fun little universe. Uh, he does some fun things with it. To to move from to, from books to movies, anyway. Why don't we talk about Dune? Oh yeah, you guys I see saw that, that trailer? Yeah, have you seen the trailer? Terrell? I I love you know the the director is known for his incredible oh well, yeah even though you have shit all over the last one he did i've been i've been waiting for years I, for a good dune movie to come out and they've tried a couple times oh yeah i i like Lin- lynch lynch's dune was fine it's, right. it's just that it was lynch and nobody is ready for lynch unless they're ready for lynch that's so, like, another yeah, one ever that's another yeah. one like where that was that was my favorite one of my favorite books that's and yeah, you, you read the book and then you watch the movie. All right. So like the first time I watched the movie, I didn't read the book and I had completely forgotten about it for like 10 years. And then I went and read the book and then watched the movie again. And I was like, ugh, like <laughs> compared to the book, this is horrible. It's awful. Terrible. So I'm, I'm actually, usually I would say. I, you know, I need to read the book before I see a movie because I love doing the comparisons. You know, I also love getting geek, geek mad about shit being wrong. It's, you know, that just gets me off. But like, I have not read Dune. Uh, Dune is a, it's for the same reason I didn't read um, Game of Thrones. Too much work. It's just too much fucking work. Um, Dune's not as bad as Game of, Thr- Game of Thrones reading. Like, that's a whole series of books. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've read six Dune books, and I, I have to say, uh, Bluto is right. It is, it is no, it work, is. I'm not saying it's, it's not, good. but like the, the movie Dune. was just the first Dune book. So, yeah, it's not like uh, you're I, watching Game of Thrones and you have to get through a whole series of books to get to the end. This is like one movie, one book. You know, like, and it is. It's not an easy read, but it's a good one. For me, as a South Asian person, uh, when I read science fiction and I found this book that talked to me uh, culturally, you know, uh, using um, Islam, uh, using Middle Eastern language and symbolisms and and so much... uh, so much of things that you just don't see like frank herbert was so imaginative and so well before his time and and so the impact of for for me reading the books didn't feel like work because i was just i i was amazed that it existed and i think that feeling is with a lot of hardcore doom fans because even to this day you really the first three books. The, after that, it's trash. And his uh, Frank Herbert's kids' get that books are trash. I, I never got that far. Uh, yeah, you don't. You, it's no no good. Uh, I mean, it's not a horrible. Like he's we're pretty sure I'm. Wor- I think he's working off his dad's notes. Yeah, I'm notes, sure he is. But, but it is not good. Um, but the books themselves have a special meaning to people outside the u.s the middle east south asia that it really does no other um science fiction i never really thought about it has. that way yeah maybe the, see that the closest hey, um, doctor who you're gonna have to explain some things here buddy 
Uh, first question: okay. There are countries outside the U.S. <laughs> and they're yes, and they're probably like listening the to us right now. <laughs> I uh, don't know how I feel about that. That that puts me in an uncomfortable situation that I don't that I that I don't uh, I don't appreciate. I thought we were the only one. Hi, other countries. <laughs> they know I'm just making a joke about being an American. The so so the other thing is, uh, actually, Toons, I want to ask you: What did you think of the Sci-Fi Channel Dune series? Like they did Children of Dune, they did a few. It was I very like low it was, budget. It was a better it attempt at Dune than the original movie. I, I felt anyway. I was looking, but at the time, I was looking for something that was better than that movie. That you know that I could visually see instead of reading a book, so uh, that would really be the only reason, you know. You're not the only one. There, there is a good amount of the audience who who feel the same way that the Sci-Fi Channel movies were like surprisingly right. better than expected. Well, whenever I hear people talk about the Dune mo- like movie, they're actually talking about the series. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't so- had that. I haven't had that at all, actually. Oh yeah, for me it seems like people who start talking about Dune stuff, like they start referencing the series without thinking about it as a series. Um, the Lynch was so strange and so off-putting that I think people just sort of like put it out of their heads. A lot of the movie was all right. I I think that a lot of it was unnecessary. Some of the technology, as far as special effects, were a little too far away. For what they should have been, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and it was kind of dragged on a little too long. That's David Lynch for you. But I mean, they might drag this one on a while too, which is fine as long as it's entertaining throughout. You know. Well, from what I understand, it seems like they're setting it up to do the whole the whole thing eventually. Okay. Like I think they see franchise potential here. Okay. Um, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, if it's good. I mean, I trust this director. Uh, what's his name? Shoot. I don't know. I didn't I didn't look that I up. I forget his name. No, he's the same guy who did uh, Blade Runner. Um, Villainous. Uh, Dennis Thank you. Um, yeah, he, he's good. Um, I don't believe you when you say you like him, Terrell. <laughs> I, I don't like him. I, I I absolutely don't. I think he's he's got two good strengths and one really bad negative. His strengths are an incredible visual art, like I. He has uh, visualizations that are top notch, and there's no real peer in the current crop of directors out there. He uses ve- uh, special effects way better than anybody else. His second thing is. He's incredibly good at initial setup. Okay. You just don't like so his journey. In every movie, he he really fails um, after the setup. Like, and it's a consistent thing in all of his movies, where. Um, well, he's got like, a story already set out in front of him, though. That, that's a good point, though. Like, this this time it could be it could be different. You're you're absolutely right. Like uh, that is uh, that is a very good point. Um, 
So I'm just going yeah, over his see. IMDb, and his. So it's almost like he's like a Michael Crichton, okay. except a director. Like Michael Crichton was the same thing. If you just ripped away the last 15 pages of every one of his books, <laughs> you have like an okay. amazing book. <laughs> but then if you read the ending of every one of his books, it's just like, what did I do with my life? Why did I read this? And that's a, and he's kind of like that. Okay, so uh, Blade Runner 2049. He really mismanaged the actors, actresses. Um, the story was bad. The pacing was bad. But the visuals were absolutely incredible. I love to that movie just for the visuals. I thought this thing was gonna. Uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stick to this. He's been sticking to this for a while. It's okay. He doesn't know anything, and I'm fine with that. He's still my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the, the visuals for t- 2049 okay. are the visuals of California right okay. this second. And that's that blows my mind. Everything else in, uh, in the movie, mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah, you're full of shit. That's fine. Horrible. That's fine. You can be full uh, of shit. Be yourself. Be <laughs> you. You want to be. <laughs> I'm just saying, the arrival, the setup was incredible. The uh, visuals were See, incredible. He's that. Ending? He's not a big fan of things that make him wait. <laughs> things that make him work for his entertainment. That's not his thing. You're not you're a fan of. Have, no, but the, you'd rather the have the actors come out and just be like, "Hey, uh, story, exposition, plot point, plot point. Uh, Want to get on to some popcorn now? Let's blow some shit up." The arrival, the way it resolved, so it was like it, it was crescending to a climax, and the way it resolved just the rival like Michael Crichton movie. It was like, wait, I, I have to watch that one. It's yeah. been a while. I um, think I've seen that. Yeah, it is really good. I mean, the vi- again, the visuals, the setup. I, I kind of think he uses the actors much better than he did in Blade Runner. But um, Sicario, probably one of the better um, action movies. Gritty, great visuals, great setup, um, and just kind of falls flattish. Um, yeah, but he's got he's got a good. Like I said, he's got a good story already. He's got. Look at the people that he's got yeah. in this movie too, like Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, um, Oscar Isaac. And he's got a he's got a pretty good. Uh, I think he's got a pretty good cast going on here. It, it's I'm just very guarded because I'm I'm thinking that it's gonna look great. It's gonna they, they might have a great setup and just. He doesn't know how to end things. He just doesn't know. I'm also not a very, very picky moviegoer. I think, like, it would have to be pretty bad for me to not like it. You know what I mean? The way it looks anyway, like, the trailer already looks better than the original movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Yeah, I'm I'm completely not surprised that the trailer is amazing. That, that <clears throat> doesn't shock me at all. And you can't judge I'm by the trailer, that... obviously, but... But still, yeah. But you can get hyped, though. I mean, that's yeah, what exactly. the trailer's for. Um, I think I think it'll I think it'll be all right, at the very least. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, they're probably one of the things that they're probably gonna do with him is they're they're probably taking the money uh, or the financial power away from him because he mismanaged uh, okay twenty forty nine. 
So they pro- he, he might be under more constraint, and that could be He's for taking the better a good chance, too, though. Like, like, every time this movie has come out, like, it hasn't been great. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at it that way, yeah. like, if you look like a, like, not a curse, but like, you know, every, <laughs> you get those, those movie, uh, those groups of movies that come out that like nobody wants to do that. That was one of them. Oh, oh, but, oh yeah. It, it's got a Josh Brolin in this movie. Yeah. And it's Zendaya. Yeah. I'm a Brolin fan. Brolin was actually one of the first people to show up with like, um, costume. I forget where I saw it, but like he was one of the first people to like show up in, in like photos and stuff. I'm excited. For way it. back. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be uh, probably good. opening night. That's gonna be an opening night movie. Yeah. So that you can sit there and vibrate in anger, and then walk out and make your friends be like, "What? What, man? What?" <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, Terrell always hates our movies. <laughs> yeah, he's just not a fan of quality. I guess that's fine. They're gonna be saying that to him in the movie if we go to a movie theater. Oh yeah, that's another one. If that's a big if, I'd like to see that in the movies. That that's something I want to see in the movie theater, for sure. Um, I don't think any movie is worth dying for. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have seen Bill and Ted in the movies like that. That that came out in a few movie theaters. I'm yeah, sure I, I, I don't think that was a terribly keen idea, but um, it's like we were talking earlier about um. What's it called? Tenant. Right. That egomaniacal fuckwad, like trying to pretend like Tenant was going to be. Episode you know, one. Yeah. The, <laughs> the the grand charge back in the theaters. And of course, as I predicted, because I always predict this shit, it, it didn't do good. You know, People were very mad about it, and nobody wanted to risk going to theater to see this thing. I hope Dune destroys it. I, I mean, I do too, just because I want to. I'm tired of seeing him succeed. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the opposite of Schadenfreude. It's like, oh, why are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I gotta say, his hubris did change the industry. Like, uh, Wonder Woman got uh, changed six times. Like, it got moved back six times because they're so afraid. Of what happened to Tenant was going to happen to to their movie. Like all the big tentpole movies are just moving things so far in the future because they saw what happened yeah. here. Yeah. And like they're like, mm. I mean, I'm glad yeah. he can at least be a cautionary tale about, uh, against being a fucking twat. But um, <laughs> I cannot explain how much I don't like him. I can't. I don't like these 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 filmmakers who are like, I'm an auteur. You know, I, I, I am a, a, a grand artist. I paint the canvas of my screen with my, with you, my sweat and blood. Like, you don't like douchebags? I don't like douchebags. I mean, I, it, but here's the thing, though. I mean, if they are an artist, if they do make profound, moving, uh, life-changing, interesting work, they've earned that shit. Then you're yeah, an auteur. Don't brag about it, though. You yeah, know? But like, then you turn around and be like, like, do you see that shit that I just did right there? Pretty fucking great, right? Like, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Go to hell, please. Can I please you on that one? Go to hell, please. My favorite criticism of uh, him as a director is 
he just doesn't understand females at all. Who doesn't? At at all. <laughs> it's hilariously bad, and it's he's the Frank Miller of the screen. I mm. who's that? Uh, Nolan. Oh, I'm sorry. I was asking my son for a beer when you said that. <laughs> that's that's how family <laughs> works. That's what I'm missing. Go. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, sir. 20 bucks. Missing. <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, beer schlepper. Apparently, I owe him 20 bucks now. You're doing this dad thing wrong. You know that, right? It's an expensive beer. Like, they don't get to charge you for that. That's the service they pay for the quality genetics you gave them. Shipyard pumpkin head is what I'm drinking. You're season. making me sad. I want pumpkin beer now. And I never want it's pumpkin really beer. I had no idea it was spice beer. I had no I had no idea that this was happening. This this my wife just showed up with a six pack. You know, that's one of those things everybody makes fun of that I kind of like secretly love. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, What's pumpkin that? season, everything pumpkin now. Waka waka, and I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of delicious, dude. You got a shipyard pumpkin head. You have to. You got to try it. Yeah, I, I, the next time you're at, I secretly, I secretly uh, adore all the pumpkin stuff that happens this around the season. I don't even know why. I don't even know where they got it. They probably got it, um, Aldi or something. I love like Aldi. That. Where? Where? Oh, <laughs> Target. <clears throat> That's not Aldi at all. Well, she she did go to Aldi today. Um, why don't we talk about some video games? Yeah, yeah. I got I got a email in my in my Nintendo email um, about uh, Mario 3D All Stars. Yeah, what is this shit? It, we're only gonna you're only gonna get to play it for what like five months or something like that. I is it you only need to play it for five months or it's gonna, only gonna be on I don't sale? Know. I got let me look this up. <clears throat> yeah, I, gotta so look this up I think it's sale. free. Isn't it free? Super Mario All-Star, yeah, okay, so this is basically just 64, which I was, it's crazy, was it, was it here that we were just talking about how much I want that to be remade, like, properly remade? I don't think it's a remake, I think it's just, they're giving you the ability to play it on, uh, on the, on the Switch. Oh, no, wait, let me see what I can find. Maybe I got it wrong, I don't know, that's the way I understood it. Hang on, let me check my email. Dude, oh, maybe it is just the classic '64 game. No, I just yeah, yeah just it's all old. the 3D. Oh. Uh, it's all the 3D Nintendo games, and you get to play them for like a short amount of time, and which is kind of cool, I guess. But like, they should just like leave it out there. Like, they left out all the Nintendo games. They left the Super, well, not all, but a bunch of the Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games. You should be able to play those too. Shit, give us. Give us. They can't. They can't charge. I don't even know. If I know. They, they can charge sixty bucks U.S. and then take it away. I think it's just a limited time sale. No, oh, is it a sale? I thought, no, I thought it was just digital, like digital edition for free. No, digital edition pre-order directly from Nintendo.com. This option lets you preload the game, so you'll be able to play as soon as the game is released. Fifty nine ninety nine. No, this is a game. Game. It's just being sold. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just only going to be available for a while. Oh, that sucks. Eh, you know, that sucks. I mean, no, I understand. Galaxy totally, was great, but... Sunshine's whatever, but I mean, sixty four was amazing. <clears throat> yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I kind—I mean, I kind of already have it on my arcade. But yeah, you getting excited <laughs> for old games coming out seems just silly to me because I'm like, you, 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 you have it all. Just stop that. You, you fucking have it. I have everything. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 think- I thought it was. I, it sounded to me like it was. It was coming out for free. And you had like five months you could play it, and then it, they take it no, away from it's you. It's not. There's a price tag on it, so it's got to be. Oh, okay. All right. Still, I mean, your your version is, and it's only a, li- a limited time. Dope, I guess. You know, that'd be cool. It's not that bad, I guess. Yeah. Three three games, three games for sixty bucks. But yeah, it's it's really really all I'm gonna play is is Nintendo is Mario sixty four. I love that you say Mario. People say Mario should be drawn and quartered. Mario. Mario, sorry. I, I think that the, the, the real uh, news in the video game front is that the Xbox uh, Scarlet uh, details got leaked, and people are extremely excited. A $300 next-gen system has gotten people hyped. and um, $70 games, right? Not, not by default games. though. Um, we already have companies that are that are saying they're not going to do that. No, oh, okay. Uh, so it's Good. not, it's not like it's just permanent for everybody. But it, the the idea that Microsoft is going low end and not getting everyone to have to spend seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was that's what they were pitching smart. from the very beginning. Is that everybody has options? Like it's not going to demand that you do the the high end machine. So I mean that's 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 I think that's how that's how it's gonna have to to work I think from now on. I think I'm gonna I probably won't get it for quite a while. Again, I mean you have an arcade, you really need it. Well, yeah, with me, with me, when it comes to uh, the way it works with me when it comes to consoles, it used to be like when I was in my twenties, like the thing would come out and I would I would wait like a week or two, maybe three, and then I'd get it. But over the years, it's become more and more like. You know, like I'll wait until I could buy the thing used, like a year old. You know what I mean? And then I'm, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll I'll get it now that it's uh, two hundred dollars cheaper, <laughs> three hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, I can relate. I've I'm always too I'm too much of a day one guy. You know, I like to have my thing on day one. Yeah. For Sony, not so much. I I waited until I got into a better price range. I just I I can't get behind Sony anymore. They're their business is so shitty. Like they're so sh- they're so they're so yeah. like just mean to their players and mean to other companies. I, I mean, I mean, I know that sounds like a silly reason. To like you're mean. I don't want to play your game because you're mean. Like, but they really are. They're just like they're just fucking bastards to everyone. And for some reason, everyone is like, oh, but they're still great, right? And I'm like, it's like no. People have to understand, and I think a lot of a lot of gamers don't realize that. Your console is yeah. a computer, yeah, whether you is. like it or not, and and you're getting the same games. It's, you know, you're just having some. <clears throat> you'll have you'll have a couple of systems that will release. You know, uh, PS only game or a Xbox only game, but that's really all that's different. Like you're you have to understand that you're getting the same thing that you would get if you had a PC. So. Like whatever cheaper way that you can go about doing that is the best way to go, and I guess it's it's a matter of which one you like, PlayStation or Xbox, because they're they they're neck and neck usually 
and they're both competing. Yeah, I uh, the only reason I even like vaguely go in for the console war is just because like I see I see all these fucking shitty business practices and it helps me make my I'm not going to support this company decision. I'm you know I'm the kind of asshole who, who I just can't go to Walmart with people because because I'm like but you do know that Walmart has some pretty right. shady practices, right? Like you know I'm that guy, so I I, I boycott okay. for political reasons and for just like shady business practice reasons all the time and sony is just right there on my shit list like all the time um and microsoft is you know none of them are innocent by any means you're you're just choosing the lesser two evils at this point don't to to be to be to really stand by my my ideals here i would have to not play games lesser of many evils really if you want to get technical so i know that that choosing one over the other for that reason um it's silly. And I'm not a I'm not a, a, a I'm not a PC diehard or anything, trust me, but like like if you don't like Xbox or PlayStation, there's PC. There's there's other you can get a a, a shield. I mean, you have to pay a little extra, but you get a shield now and and still play the same games delay free pretty much. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm still not on board with that technology though. The stream. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm... Mhm. I had a lot of good experiences with that. It was actually, I, I got to say, it was it was a really good, um, like if I was going to go, if I was going to pay for anything now, um, extra, it would be uh, a, a new, uh, a shield service. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the fact that they kind of left me high and dry there where I had my, my setup for free for like three years. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, that was beta, even though we didn't mm-hmm. say it was. Welcome to version one. Oh, We're going to charge you now. stands for that, I guess. Like, they got to earn money. You know, they can't give everything away for free. Right, but now it's like, all right, so I could just get a PC, because that's really all it is. Yeah, it's a that's, PC. Yeah. Um, I can just get to get a PC, and that's, I don't have to pay a monthly charge. You know, charge, whatever. It's, you know? Like, I, I so. have a much different view of, like, uh, business practices like charging and, and payment like people always want me to like go on a tirade against microtransactions and go on a tirade against like limited time deals and um you know since i i make games mm-hmm. you know i've been in the industry for a long time yeah like i oh i could totally understand that i mean you still get it you still it's paying a golden, for the games it's in business people you, you know they you have know. to make money with this shit i know well, it's not like I'm not paying for. I wasn't paying. It's not like I wasn't paying for like the division when I was playing it on the shield. I paid. Well, yeah, but I mean, price like the, that, the hardware and the service. But um, but like to play it, to to be able to play it, it's like all right. Well, I'll just get a PC and, and yeah. play the same game. You know, it's, I still it's have the game. You know, going about it. Um, and they're not lo- the company's not losing any money by Shield not you know charging me so. I'm still buying. Yeah, but game. Shield's not the one. Shield's the hardware, not this. You gotta. They gotta make money too. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, everybody I, needs money, and they Y'all. do. I bought. I bought their box Y'all, for one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I'm not giving you any of my goods for um, free either. I hope okay. you know that. I I got and this isn't even on my list. I just thought of something. I watched. And uh, it's only because I'm thinking of PC games. I watched a really good, like, short documentary 
on um, the how they created, not how they created, but how Doom went from being a um, uh, turn-based game into uh, you mm. know just live hack and slash, pretty much. I'm not Doom. I'm sorry. Diablo. I said Doom. I was going to say, there's no Diablo. hacking. I mean, there is hack and slash and Doom, but I don't know if that's a good no, but, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Diablo went from uh, turn-based to hack and slash, and it was just like, like it was turn-based up to the last minute. And everybody, they're like, let's take a vote. And it was pretty cool, because if you watch the, the whole thing, it talks about how they started making Diablo, and and that was that was a fun game. <laughs> I used I played the shit out of that game when that came out. And, Anything uh, with devil horns, it's 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 all good for you. No, no it's, it's, a, it's a RPG. I I disappeared off the face of the planet when Diablo <laughs> came out, and the same thing happened when Diablo two came out. Um, those are some fun games, and it's literally just hack slash get loot, upgrade, get awesome weapons. Such a good game. <laughs> that's a classic i mean that like the the classic gameplay loop of of looters is is pretty pretty tried and true at this point right and i mean pretty much pretty much started with that game maybe maybe not but there were a game or two before that but um but yeah like that could have been a very different game if that ended up being third based i don't think i would i don't think i would have liked it very much i mean could you imagine what an incredible decision that was to take a chance to change the game at the very end yeah and then creating an all-time well class so during the whole process of while they were making the game um <clears throat> they kept saying uh the blizzard was saying to the creators um hey maybe we should make this like live hack and slash you know just and they kept saying no 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 we want it to be turn-based it, it should be turn-based and and it wasn't until there were, it was down to it was down to a hand raise. All right, look, who wants us to be turn based? And they got like three people to raise their hand, and they're like, "All right, well, we're gonna need an extra month." It took, and it literally took them. Um, he asked for an, they asked for an extra month, and it took them like like a night or two to tweak the game to the point where. You know, it went from hack and slash to live, you know, hack and, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, turn based to hack and slash. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's a cool documentary. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll link it in the, um, yeah, I'll link it. it in the description. This is something I got to ask. Mm -hmm. What the hell happened to Blizzard? I haven't been following them for a while. Um, I know, um, uh, the original, people that did uh diablo um i think they kind of bailed out after diablo 2 um if i'm not mistaken or at least the the creator did and then um i think diablo 3 picked up after that right like it was like they just kind of picked up the same idea and moved it everything on everything they touch now turns into dust it's just every like they they screwed up uh even doing remakes of their own mm -hmm. properties just brutal man like the the, the f downfall of blizzard is i mean they got acquired mm -hmm. blizzard activision right and you know so you already knew like things were going to take a turn but the the fall 
is mind-boggling. Yeah. Like how much of a turn they took. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I haven't been following them for a while. Uh, the only thing I really have played in the past couple of years has been from them has been Diablo 3. Um, and that was all right. It wasn't as good as... I mean, graphics-wise, it was it was great, but it wasn't as good as the first two. Are you stoked on the new one? Uh, when is that coming out? That's the the phone one, right? They're coming out. No, on not the, the phone one. The, no, the, 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 <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, dude. Did that ever happen? I'll I heard something. I forget exactly what went on with that, but they. Yeah. Do you, have you not seen the Diablo Four trailer? No, I have not. I didn't know there was a Diablo Four trailer. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to check this out later. Oh, it is. I'm writing that. Terrell, explain how good it is. I think it looks quite <laughs> no. no, none of that. Okay. I mean. No, 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 I th- I think it's quite beautiful. Like it's 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 not it's a game. Good. There's no um, gameplay to be found anywhere in the trailer. Oh, uh, I was gonna say it's all it, cutscenes. Of course, PG. it looks no. great. Like all the all the Diablo cutscenes are amazing. But like, but, it's got the gothic yeah. horror back. They're known. They're known for their for their cutscenes. Yeah. Like like, but they've been they've like been advertising Enix, you know, you know? Uh, wow World of Warcraft with crazy beautiful cutscenes for a while now. So it's it's like right, if it wasn't right. crazy beautiful, no one would give a shit. But it was. Right, crazy beautiful. It was super, super good. I was, I'm gonna blown away by how good for sure. Actually, no, I'm gonna check it out right now. Check it out right now. We can we can cut out the time you're you're watching it. No, it's fine. You guys can talk. It's the CGI, the uh, art direction, everything was like I was looking at, and I was wondering how many passes on on servers it took. It looked. It was, it was pretty much perfect. There's zero gameplay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's all hype again. No, no substance whatsoever. Right. Did you feel Diablo 3's CG wasn't nearly as like? It, it just was felt okay. Different. I wasn't. I, was, I mean, it was pretty. I mean, as somebody who can't make that myself, it was great. But um, yeah, like the, it was Diablo 3 was fine. I pl- I, I prefer Torchlight. All right, hang on. I'm- yeah, Torchlight. Torchlight two. Torchlight three was. Not I don't know. Watch I some you. I'll, watch, I'll listen to it later. All right. All right. No, I did see this a long time ago. But it's, it's only this one trailer. Anything has come out since. I don't think I've so heard far, it. So play trailer that came out this year. Let me look yeah. it up. Damn, yeah, I've definitely seen this. I've definitely oh no 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 no! I've I'm seen sorry. the gameplay trailer. That's right. The gameplay looks good. Um, it, it's. Uh, I think they're, they're getting a little more game. creative with their classes. Um, I'm gonna look this up at the gameplay. The barbarian class looks like a ton of fun. You know, it looks good. Official gameplay yeah, trailer. Here we go. This I haven't seen. I've definitely seen. All right, so yeah, watch this because it looks really good. It uh, looks fun. Yeah, the trailer. To me, it looks like they're. They're trying to maximize the specs on the the console or PC. Like they're pushing it all the way, yeah, making yeah. it look as good as possible. Oh, this is coming out on uh, the next gen um, systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the unexpected things from Diablo three, even though it wasn't very good, on a controller, it yeah. was much more fun than it was. Much it was optimized for consoles, one hundred percent. Okay. I feel so old, man. I spent so many hours playing uh, Diablo 2. 
<laughs> like, well, two is the best one they put out so so far. I mean, this looks pretty good though. This looks like insanely, at least insanely pretty. You know what? My biggest fear with every single video game now, so, microtransactions. Please don't have microtransactions. I'll buy your DLC. I'll buy whatever. I'll give you my money, but please don't make it microtransactions. And so, and not to get too far away from Diablo, but. I was watching a trailer earlier for Gears Tactics. Did you see that? It looks really good. That looks really good, and it yeah. says right on the thing, no microtransactions. Yep. <laughs> like, that's such a feature now. Like, oh, what? No microtransactions? No loot boxes? <gasps> well, Diablo had, like, a trading area, I remember. I don't. I think it was Diablo 2. At a marketplace. Yeah, yeah. At a marketplace, right? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. Um, I don't know if that's that would be the same thing. No, it wouldn't be. Well, I mean, well, I guess it was kind of if you think about it. Doesn't this look good though? Yeah, it does. Like I, I muted it now because there's really nothing going on, but audio wise. But oh boy, it's bosses look crazy. It, it's uh, I just hope Blizzard. I, I don't know. I just hope Blizzard comes back to its old glory. Even halfway back would be amazing. Yeah, it'll be nice. Diablo 4. They might not ever bring back StarCraft. That that makes me real sad. I didn't really get into StarCraft that much. I was more of a Diablo fan because I think because I'm more like I'm I was always even before I played D&D, I was always the the D&D perfect D&D person, you know what I mean? Like I was always into RPGs and and that type of thing is has definitely been my bread and butter over the years. So I think um like Diablo was always my thing. StarCraft you're defending your your base. But it didn't really feel that much further than that for me. You know what I mean? Like it was fun. It just wasn't the same. It was definitely not the same. Even the South Koreans who are uh, StarCraft fanatics they yeah. preferred Brood War over the new StarCraft. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's really I like the development and the the way it conformed. Um, StarCraft Two might have really and again, there's people who know more about this than I, but I kind of feel like the business model ruined the game more than the game itself because they split the game into three, and instead of having like one game with two expansion packs they were like no it's three different games and uh each one would follow a different faction but the problem was their story was so dog shit that tell us how you it, really feel there buddy it, it was horrible like it was just like it was almost like they they got the worst cheapest riders off the street and you can't justify asking people to pay even a $40 full price for essentially the same game yeah. with minor alterations because three times again. Because So with StarCraft, everyone who was really into StarCraft got the first one and then kind of didn't bother getting the second or third. They were just like, eh. Yeah. Cause I, and so it kind of jimped the competitive scene a bit um 
it was just not well received and 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 i want and to me i i wonder how much of it was activision blizzard activision just saying like how do we make the most money possible yeah like, profit I, maximization. I feel like i feel like that's yeah, a, that was 100 that was now. yeah but i think i think uh especially like looking at at um uh gears uh what is it gears tactics um like i think that's becoming like that's going to be the next thing now like no microtransactions so people people are going to want to stay away from that so you're going to start seeing uh more games uh advertising that right like i feel like that like that was a pretty obvious call out in that trailer i don't disagree i think you're right so like like in the future you're going to be seeing you know all right look all right we see you you guys don't like microtransactions you know so we're going to advertise no microtransactions they'll find i'm sure they'll find another way to get your money but it won't be the same thing anymore well i mean it's going to get to the point anyways where countries are literally outlawing it so they're they have to find a new way it's not even a question of like doing the right thing or some shit it's it's just like they cannot make money this way anymore so they have to find another way so tunes one of the things that again happened this not maybe not this week maybe last week but completely supports your statement is the new uh avengers game Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. I, I saw it came out, but that was it. Oh boy, yeah. it's it is horrifically bad when it comes to microtransactions. Oh, really? We all knew it would be. It so you it it was it's a games as I think when it started development, it was during the games as a service hype, like the Destiny hype, and okay. they try to make a Destiny game except with the Avengers franchise property. Okay. And the gameplay is significantly not good, like not wow. fun. And what they do is they give you loot, and but the loot never feels substantial. Uh, so basically, from a game perspective, it was not good. And again, it might be because they want to keep selling you microtransactions. Oh, yeah. But then they give you, I think, a limited number of characters to start out with four or five. And uh... There's about 25 mm, other characters bullshit. in the running, and they're they're asking you for a yearly game pass per uh, character. Per character, get out of here! Get out of here! Per character game pass, so you can't get a game pass for the game, and like you know, another character comes in, and you know, you download it. No, no, no. Each character has a a yearly game pass, and each character has cosmetics. Each character has significantly better cosmetics behind paywalls. Like so you just so from the ground up you see a microtransaction based game and they didn't even bother trying to make the game good. They didn't even try to like okay they're ripping off that De- destiny. They didn't even bother to rip off destiny right. They didn't realize destiny uh one and two were really de- uh, refined mm-hmm. games from a gameplay perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're asking people to pay season passes for not the game, but per character. And and it's clear that they're locking away all the good cosmetics behind microtransactions there. Um, the loot that you get from the game itself is very bad. You so know, one of the frustrations in a loot game is if the loot doesn't keep driving you forward, it um, it's I think it might be the last big games as a service 
launch okay. for a while. I hope so. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, that that gaming model. Um, it's it was good for a while, and I think that, that they're yeah, starting to realize that it was a mistake. Yeah, I, I I don't. Who knows how long that'll last though? Like like who's gonna buy? I don't think you're going to see that many. You'll see some people buying like every character, but you're not going to see too many people dropping that much cash. I hope. Well, that's the prop on, you know, 25 characters. Is that what you said? 25. Well, that's the problem with that. That model though, is it actually relies on. Um, so when I was in, uh, when I was first getting into casual games, uh, casual game development, like one of the terms that we're not even allowed to use anymore was whales. Like they're 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 all in it for the whales. Okay. They're in it for the people who like they make up like a like point two nine point you know three percent of your of your uh, playing population, mm-hmm. but they're the ones who have no impulse control and will buy just ridiculous amounts of shit just because they're there. Yeah, I actually know somebody. I know so somebody. That is who, that who is what they're relying actually, on. Now that I think about it's, it, it's, yeah. it's a really bad model. It's it's just it's, yeah. like, it's gross. Um, did you want to? Did you want to chat about? Uh, you're talking about the Switch Pro. You were telling me. Yeah, let me see if I was just uh, seeing bullshit trying to get in, in the news. Well, what's different about the Switch Pro? Um, no one quite knows yet, but it's. So t3.com, sometimes they're all right. Like, why would I be, give up my Switch for... Is this a new yeah. system? 4K, if you want to... If you it's have a 4K it's, TV. Yeah, so Switch Pro... But the, a lot of this is still hypothesis. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would be the only yeah, reason for yeah. me. I have a 4K TV, but... Like, I don't play my Switch that often to where, like, it would ma- it would really matter. Like I think I've been I've gone through most of COVID without touching my Switch. I like the rumors about the Switch Pro uh, upgrading the efficiency of its chips so the yeah. battery lasts longer. I think that's a okay. That, that's a that's a seller for me. I mean, again, I don't really I don't play it that often. You know, I guess I should, but I was uh I was just thoroughly bitten in the ass by the whole Animal Crossing not allowing you to have two islands because I bought Animal Crossing for me and my wife, uh, so we'd have something amazing mm-hmm. and fun to do during quarantine like everyone else bought it for. Um, but then they basically made it so you had to have two Switch consoles and two copies of the game in order to have two people play it. Mm-hmm. They made it so you could not have a second island on one console. Um, it's messed up. And then I was even I was prepared to be a, a, a schlub and just go buy the extra console just because I was like, you know, it's stupid, but Fuck it! I want something to do with my my lovely wife during quarantine, right. and they they didn't they never produced. There's there's they were they they were gone for so long, and I, I get it, you know, production mm-hmm. flow interruptions, but it was really a product of their like vehement desire to constantly install this sense of um, exclusivity and rarity to their consoles. It's like they they mm-hmm. intentionally make less than they should. Well, no, this is oh, just sure. standard yeah. Nintendo practice. Because they want the articles to right. say sold out everywhere, can't find it, everybody wants it. Like they want that sense of well, if, if there's if there's any if there's any companies that have that have made out during this this whole thing is it's been yeah. video game companies. 
especially consoles. Yeah, they, you know? they did well. Um, not, not GameStop. So especially <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo. GameStop. Yeah, yeah. Some of the well, not for some of them. Some of them are still uh, still around. Did you guys think the Nintendo's push into mobile work? Oh, it worked. It just hardcore. Out? They are they are a freakishly large amount of money on that. Not for me, but I'm sure it worked for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, I was kind of like out of Dude, the loop on that. Like, so I didn't know much. Were buying the games online. So I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, they're always criticized as a stodgy, risk-averse company, but every once in a while, it's Nintendo. Crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're always going to do well, I think. Like, especially during something like this. They're going to come out. Now, if top. you look at the uh, the numbers they pulled uh, on some of their more recent mobile games, it's it's disgusting. <laughs> it, is, it is. I mean, they did a uh, a Mario game that didn't do so well. Um, and the stupid reason it didn't do so well is because there were no microtransactions. Like they just sold the game. <laughs> oh, and people didn't want it. They want they That's that's one of the things. Like, wow. I, again, I think we may have just been talking about this, but that's something that causes like microtransactions are a product of the consumers in it, like unwillingness to pay for shit, more than it is a product of you know, greedy ass companies wanting money. Right. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, like I'm more like, yeah, trend microtransactions sometimes are cool, but it's, it's uh, my, my type of microtransactions are like after the game has been beat and you have like mods to add on that are kind of cool that you don't need. You can still beat the game without them, you know? Um, but when you got like, you know, like we were saying before, with the Avengers, like twenty-five characters, it's it's too much. It's ridiculous. Like you don't need all that. Remember, Valorian got into big trouble because one of their beginning sets of equipment ended up being like, if you added it all together, it was like seven hundred bucks or something insane. What's that? Valorian is a uh, another um, another team show. Oh, Valorant, kind of like Valorant. All right, yeah, I haven't heard of that actually. I was like, Valorant? Valorant like, are they sorry, all wearing tracksuits? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, one's a Mobius card, uh, you know, classic, and the other one is not, not doing so hot. But at Valorant, there, there was this beginner set of weapons and, and skins, and somebody added it together, and they were like, wait, this is going to be like 700 bucks. <laughs> and. They priced it according to what they felt people were ready to buy. Huh. It's it, I I'm starting to form a theory that the consumer's relationship with microtransactions is heavily dependent on the genre of the game. Mm-hmm. If it's a sports game, it's crack. It's straight up crack. Like in <laughs> Europe, FIFA is such a problem now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like a like a societal problem. Uh, in America, it's Madden. Madden, yeah. But it got the Madden thing got so bad that this year's Madden game, yeah, had pushback and had a boycott. Basically, yeah, we were talking about that last time, I think, right? Right. Yeah, it's it, 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 different genres of games. Well, here I just found the stats. Okay, so these yeah. are these are previous year stats. These are okay. not from now, but um, so Super Mario Run was, you know, it's a game that was based on you know. 
easily their most popular franchise, Mario. Like it's it's that is a showstopper franchise. It was released as a basic ten dollar purchase game. It was a full a full game with worlds and levels and everything, multiple characters. Everything was single purchase. No nothing inside to buy. Um, that earned them fifty six million, uh, and that's against their that's not against their production budget. That's just the basic that's the base number. So their actual earn on that was much less. Um, and then that was 2016. So in one year, it earned 56 million. Not bad, but not great. Fire Emblem Heroes, which was a much less well-known franchise, even though it is known, in one year, 300 million, and it was a freemium uh, pay for shit inside uh, free to play model. And every single game huh. they've released that was not freemium has failed. Uh, and then everything they've released that has uh, in-game purchases has blown doors off. Like their their they their mobile market now is a billion dollars. Huh. And that's because of microtransactions. And they have tried to be good about it and not make you they they've tried to take microtransactions out and players don't want it. It well people Damn. love bitching and complaining about microtransactions. How dare you? How dare you ask me to pay more for a thing? But then when you ask them when you say, okay, well then fine, just pay us for the game. People are like, how dare you ask us to pay you for this game? So honestly, it 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 doesn't make any sense for developers to to just sell a game anymore. I mean, not not for I mean in large AAA games, yes, but there's still yeah. shelf life, you know, cost to whatever. So like, as much as people bitch and complain about download, you know, uh, microtransactions and, and DLC and shit, like they're not voting with their dollars at all. Like it's it's completely counter to what everybody says they want. What they yeah. want. One one example of um, of microtransactions helping the community in a, in a very real way is in my favorite genre, uh, the FGC fighting game community. Uh, in Street Fighter, when people buy microtransactions for the game, whether like costumes or new characters or new stages, a large portion of that money gets reserved for <laughs> tournament prize pools. Oh, Terrell. So, you're a I'm sorry, but you're you're a you're a fighting you're a fighting game fan? Yeah. Dude, yeah. you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. come over and play my arcade. Dude, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Oh hell's yeah man. But the fighting <laughs> game <laughs> world is probably the sorry, worst. I had to about, interrupt you with that, but go uh, ahead. Hoarding, <laughs> like legitimate content behind a paywall. Like look at look at Look at Soul Calibur. Look at, um, I mean, look at World Combat. Yeah, look at that is true. Street Fighter was terrible with it. Like they're there, they do it the worst possible way. They sell you like a third of a game and yes, then tell absolutely. you to buy more, um, but for a full price, yeah. If they gave you a third of the game for like twenty bucks for huh? full price, they give you a third of the game for full price. Part of a game, you'll buy a part full of a price game fighting full game. Price? Where there are literally more locked fighters than there are unlocked fighters, where you where you you, where you get you know a few stages and then you get a few characters. Oh, that's not. And cool. they charge you an arm and a leg for everything else, and they put real classic like Blanca and fucking characters that everybody wants behind the paywall. Yeah. See, that's that's what I call a predatory practice. That would check me out right there. For me, that checks me out. That's um, forget it. I'm not playing it. Yeah, it's it's. It's nonsense. Yeah. It's bullshit. 
Um, I'm checked out of it right so yeah, now. Yeah, that, that kind of shit I don't me. agree with. Like, I think that's just bad. Yeah. That's just, not only is it bad for the industry, it's just it's stupid. I mean, you're going to turn off your... Capcom yeah. has had a major drop in their sales. They, I mean, well, no, because Resident Evil just shot them back up again. But um, Their Street Fighter division had a major decline to the point where Ono, yeah. the, the director, of the, uh, he saved yep. the franchise and he got fired. Oh, they lost. They completely lost it. That yeah. whole the, drop the whole franchise is dead because they they staggering. ransomware that shit out to their uh, to their player base so badly that that no one was willing to keep playing. It was just it was such a blatant fuck you. And on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. Uh, All right. See you guys. So long. See you guys next time. Have been a send good night. like to thank you for joining us here on the drunken rebels podcast if you'd like to contact us leave us an email at drunkrebelspod at gmail.com you can also reach us on twitter at drunk rebs pod you can find us on facebook by searching for drunken rebels podcast if you'd like to leave a voicemail that we could play in the show give us a call at 631-913-8371 that's 631-913-8371 we'll see you guys next time